you chose to follow the footsteps of the ambiya mm-hmm. well, what did you expect this is the route this is the pathway of the ambiya prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the difficulties six of his seven children passed away in his lifetime mm-hmm. people hit him beat him this, this is the path that you chose and when i got there i said uh, you know is this the only masjid they said no uh, yeah 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 i said but i saw on google there's another masjid he says no that's another sect another ideology what do you mean sheikh i mean qadianis ahmadis bahais no the jamaat tabligh from india imagine imagine how can you trust the imam how can you trust him you know we know these imams there's a level of racism also we know these imams you can't trust him etc sheikh you trust the imam with the juma khutbah 100 people in the masjid you trust him with the musalla you trust him to teach quran surah al fatiha you trust him with the madrasa you trust him with all of that day but you don't trust him with 1 dollar you are the one who needs assistance We're doing a part two here because uh, there was a bit of technical difficulties, but we have Sheikh Bilal Ismail. It was load shedding, load shedding, load shedding electricity. Yeah. He brought Africa us. with him. Yeah, mashallah. So, I mean, uh, when, uh, as I was mentioning, the, 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 this question, I wouldn't normally ask it to someone from Africa because, mm. you know, Africa is a huge continent from one end to another. I just Googled it the other day. It's, you know, uh, like 11,000 kilometers or something. It's like asking someone from London about you know Beijing or something mm. you know really crazy far for us but i'm asking you this question because i know you're connected and you travel a lot and you've been traveling for you know decades as part of mercy mission and uh, al-kawthar and so forth uh, and the imam development program and which we want to talk about but what what is it about africa that is important for the muslim ummah why should muslims care about africa jayid africa matters ya doctor africa matters if we talk about numbers you've mm. got huge numbers of muslims in africa maybe the majority religion in africa is islam right mm. so you've got a massive population of muslims how many other countries diminishing populations mm. right alhamdulillah africa is now supplying the rest of the world mashallah right mm. so you've got massive population of muslims number two. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent the early Muslims to Africa. Islam was established in Africa even before it was established in Medina, Al-Munawwara, the time of Najashi, etc. Number three, that in terms of at the end of the day, a Muslim has a responsibility. You need to pay your zakah. Whether you like it or not, you need to pay your zakah. There's a lot of people in Africa who need help, who need assistance. Africa was raped. in the past plundered, right? yeah. maybe plundered maybe even yeah. up, up to the present there's yeah. this anti-french sentiment at the moment yeah. south africa the uh, massive diamonds of south africa are here Jay, they're yeah. in this country go yeah. and uh, have a look yeah. in the museum exactly <laughs> in somebody's uh, yeah. somebody's crown yeah. it's found on people's crowns etc mm-hmm. somebody was crowned recently and they were stalk in africa ah, the diamond belongs to us i recognize that yes exactly and so mm-hmm. was plundered and so there's a responsibility with regards to the ummah towards africa mm-hmm. you, you in terms of maybe europe United States, Australia, Masha Allah, you have a nice car, you need a nice road, 
in Africa, mm. many places you still don't even have a decent road, right? Mm. Distances between places very, very far. Many of the Muslims are living isolated lives. Isolated lives, right? There's also there's also the issue of of people leaving the fold of Islam, mm. leaving the fold of Islam, not because a crisis of faith. He's not reading some sort of book and some shubha and some doubt, but it's happening over generation to generations. Grandfather went to a school, Christian school, Drayid. That was the only school there. Maybe he even changed his name to attend that school. Mm. Khalas, he went to school. He still identifies as a Muslim, but he's got 25% Islam. His kids go to the same school, they come out with 10% Islam. Grandkids go there, they're left with 2% Islam. In South Africa, in many other countries, in, in London, I'm sure, there's many families, they might be sending their kids to certain St. Mary's, St. this, St. that type of school. Ah, the discipline is very good, the education is very good, but they have a strong Islamic infrastructure, which is the counterbalance. In South Africa, mm. in Durban, you're going to a madrasa, you have a halaqa, you have some program, you have an Islamic radio station, you jump in your car, you're listening to something, mashallah. The osmosis of Islam is coming in, alhamdulillah. Mm. In that village, he doesn't have that. All he has is that school and that's all. He doesn't have a good imam. He doesn't he doesn't even have, even have half an imam. Right? Yeah. He's got some masjid there collapsing. He's got an uh, he's got an imam. Maybe it's a part-time imam. Maybe it's somebody who's volunteering as an imam. Mm -hmm. Right? You have imams who are earning seventeen dollars a month as the mm -hmm. salary. Right? And so he doesn't have a proper infrastructure. And so he's weakened for that mm -hmm. grandkid. M missionaries are probably active there of as well. Of course, of course, Jayid. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a missionary organization in South Africa uh, in the last two years, three years. They advertised on their website that look at the picture of the masjid. Masjid has closed down mm -hmm. in this certain village. Closed down, Jayid. And alhamdulillah, many of the IDP imams and others, then they focused on that, focused on that village there. There was a report that was done and was circulated with many other charities. And so there was exerted mm. effort on that place. Alhamdulillah, masjid is open. Many other masajid have been built there and a few boreholes been put there. Alhamdulillah, Jaid. And so that For kid, like uh, wells. Boreholes, yes. Yeah. So, so a well yeah. is generally hand dug. Yeah. Right? Five meters, ten meters, seven meters, not good, not good, mm -hmm. not good. Mm -hmm. We'd never recommend that. Why? Because in winter it dries up, dries up. Whereas a borehole, this is rig drilled, machine comes in 50, 60, 70 meters deep, costs much more, mm -hmm. much more, mm -hmm. right? But it's longevity much, much better. Yeah. The people benefit from Actually. it. Quality of water is also better. Back to the story there, right? Mm -hmm. That people living in Islam, that kid, grandkid, He's got 3% Islam. He gets involved with the non-Muslim girl, this, that, etc. Maybe a family that was upon Islam for 400 years ended with that grandkid. Yeah, Lots of people and ideologies and even political interests are trying to get into Africa. I was even hearing this morning, uh, my local imam is going to South Africa. There's some tabliki jamaat gathering there. Okay, okay. So he said, you know, there's Qadianis, a lot of Qadianis working in uh, some you know, rural areas and stuff Jayid. trying to establish uh, in uh, Africa. China huh. is doing loads of work in Africa. China and Russia, they're kind of muscling out, they're kind of capitalizing on the anti Western sentiment mm. and kind of getting in there. So there must be something about Africa. Even globally, it mm. has you know importance in the future as well on a, on, a, on a global scale. Also, maybe an exercise for you guys, Islam 21, MRDF, etc. You find that many countries in Africa, when you check up the Wikipedia page, I don't know, for some strange mm. reason, 
Baha'is in this country make up 3%, 4%. You know, some obscure country somewhere, but they inflate these numbers. You go mm. there, nobody's ever heard of them. <laughs> but but they, they inflate this via Wikipedia. Yeah. Same with the Qadianis, etc. Mm. Jayid, yes, no doubt, especially the Qadianis, Ahmadis, you do find their presence, obscure mm. islands and stuff like that. They, they have somebody, they have some printing press, they're doing something. Unfortunately, mm. Allah Mustafa, they will continue mm. doing their work. It is the people of Haq, people of the truth, who are asleep, unfortunately. Give, give us a, a, an overview of the Dawah scene, of the Islamic scene then in Africa, because... From a complete, I know it might be hard, but try and mm. pretend I'm a complete ignoramus. Jaid, khair, inshallah. Jaid, where do we start? Jaid, where do we start? Uh, are there organizations in Africa? Of course, Jaid, of course, mm. there are organizations in every single country. Uh, are there issues and problems? Do you have the good, the bad, and the ugly? Of course, Jaid. Jamaat uh, al-Tabliq is around. You have all the different groups, etc. They are there. Uh, is there more attention and work required? Yes. Very important networking. Networking, Jayid. I'm working, mm. I'm doing this, etc. Speak to one another, talk to one another. That's very, very, very important. Uh, at the end of the day, we need to recognize that there's a battle between Iman and Kufr. Mm. Iman and Kufr. So on the Imam Development Program, uh, we are open to every type of Imam except the Shia. Whatever other shade the Imam might be, Tablighi, Sufi, Salafi, Khwani, Barelvi, Jayid, Diobandi, Khalas. The IDP is open to him if he is a good, active Imam, insha'Allah. Jayid, mm -hmm. battle between Iman and Kufr for some people. For some people, not only in Africa, I'm sure this is the case many other places. Somebody gave me a copy of Quran in South Africa. It's more taklif than tashrif. More taklif. Now, what am I going to do with it? Who am I going to give it to? I already have enough. Alhamdulillah, Jayid. But so many places in Africa, the entire village, there's not even a copy of the Quran, Jayid. I remember when we first went to Malawi, many villages, mafi shay, mafi shay, Jayid. And so we just went back to South Africa, sent a WhatsApp message, and we collected about 800 copies of Qurans. And then sure. sent another WhatsApp message, we need transport. Somebody covered the transport. What did we do? We just did the logistics. A few mm. WhatsApp messages, 800 Qurans were sent. For some people, the mere fact that he's got a Quran in his house is the reason why he still remains a Muslim. Maybe he can't even read it. He does not know how to read it, but you know, I'm a Muslim. Quran, he keeps it there. Uh, you know, maybe Ramadan, he removes the dust from on top of the Quran. But at least from an identity point of view, you know, we, we are Muslim, we Muslim, etc. So never even, never underestimate the mere fact that at least the guy has the Quran. You find some Imams that uh, in the village, uh, they, they celebrate this uh, zikri, zikri. Somebody passes away, there's the 40-day khatam program that they do, right? In some places, for some people, that's his only link to Islam. Yeah, it's a symbol of Islam. Yes. Yeah. He comes there, he listens to Quran, I'm still Muslim. That's the only alaqa he has, unfortunately, Jaid. Now, let's not break that, at least use that, bring him in, pull him mm -hmm. in. I might not do that in my house, etc., Jaid. But if somebody is doing that, I'm not going to go to the guy, hey, 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 stop, don't do this, etc., this, that, this scholar said. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Recognize where you are and the situation there, Jaid. You were mentioning like so. You mentioned Islam, uh, the uh, Imam Development Program, mm. the IDP. Mm. I've been following the, the work for years, mashallah. You're mashallah. almost on your tenth birthday, oh, mashallah. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing program, and I wanted to I wanted to get maybe like a layman's introduction from you to to the audience. Now, what is this? Why 
when, when okay, the why. The, okay, the let's when, begin. Yeah, let's yeah. begin with the why, Jade Simon Sinek. Let's begin yeah. with the why, inshallah. So the why is preservation of Islam. Mm. Why is to preserve Islam? If an imam in the super rural area of Zimbabwe or Zambia or Malawi or Tanzania or South Africa, wherever, he's got twenty Muslims in that community. If after fifty years there's still twenty Muslims, he looked after them and their family, etc. Jayid, and he didn't increase any new Muslims or anything, but he looked after the capital, at the end of the day, we look at that as success, insha'Allah. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, for example, Malawi. Malawi Muslim population from the mouth of Rahimahullah Siddiq Mia. He was the vice president of the current ruling party in, in Malawi. Super, super rich brother. He was also the land minister. His wife is, I think, still a current uh, minister in the government there. So from his mouth, he said, uh, I asked him, is it true that the Muslim population in Malawi was 80%, 8-0? He said, no, that's an exaggeration. So what was it, Sheikh? He said, it was 50% around 40 years ago. Even though they're playing around with numbers, but he said it was 50% 40 years ago. Abdurrahman Asumait, the famous Kuwaiti doctor, he started his da'wah in Africa. Who told him about Africa? Ahmed Tutunji, who's still alive, alhamdulillah, right, in, in, in Turkey. Anyway, so, Sheikh, I mean, 40 years ago, 50%? I mean, that's, what's the current Muslim population? Between 13 and 26%. Which means, in a span of 40 years, we've lost like half of the Muslim population. More research can be done on those numbers, but it is still a shocking number. And so the Imam Development Program, we exist, inshallah, because there is a problem. What's the problem? There are many Imams who are deactivated. They don't have motivation. They require support. They require help. They require assistance. They require somebody, even if it's not financial, somebody behind them. Imam, middle of nowhere, mm. at least he knows that he has the moral support of X, Y, and Z. Try it. So the Imam Development Program, we claim, until we find somebody who does it better and we are ready to learn, we mm. claim that there is nobody who does Imam Development, Imam Activation, very important, right? right? Underline that word, activation of Imams, because they are an untapped asset many a times. Mm. Imam Development, Imam Activation, Imam Support, Imam Development, Imam Empowerment, Empowerment, we claim that we are number one, inshallah, currently in nine African countries South Africa, Lesotho, Malawi, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Swaziland, Namibia, Botswana, and Tanzania. 423 Imams, alhamdulillah. So, why do we exist? Because of a problem. What's the problem? Imam disillusioned. Imam is getting a salary of $10 a month, $17 a month, even $200, $500, $1,000 a month. Never been for Hajj, never been for Umrah. Uh, he, he doesn't have a smartphone. If he does not have a decent smartphone and if he doesn't have a means of transport, mm. it's basically like the Imam is impotent. He's unable mm. to do anything. Jayid. The nearest, you want him to visit a hospital, do street da'wah, visit houses, do visit to the jail, visit the clinic, etc. How is he going to move? How is he going to do anything? Alhamdulillah, creating and giving hope to imams is also a very, very important part of the imam development mm -hmm. program. So that's the IDP in a nutshell. We can obviously unpack in terms of the details. Yeah, so let's jump into the details. And so you mentioned something like, for example, so a development of an, an imam. Okay, the activation of Iman. What does that look like in, 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 in real life? Jayid, excellent. So you might have an Imam, yeah. right? He's in some rural area. 
what's the typical role and job of an imam? To lead the salah. Right? To lead the five daily salah, to deliver the Jummah khutbah. Mm-hmm. That's when all of the people have come, walhamdulillah. He's supposed to be the key of the community. He's supposed to be the one who has, you know, he's in touch of, with the pulse of the community, mm-hmm. who's the orphans, who's going through issues, who's dealing with problems, marriage issues, marriage problems, zina issue, this, that, all of this here. There's so it seems it's not just preservation of the deen, it's the preservation of everything, life, intellect, the society, the... Chayet. Of course, of course, definitely, definitely, right? He is the pulse of the community. If he is a connected, updated, and uh, activated Imam, inshallah. So, so, right? so w- w- what, what do you do then? You as IDP, imagine there's an Imam somewhere mm. sitting sitting in uh, some city or, or town yeah. somewhere or village Excellent. even. So this Imam applies to the Imam development program mm. for a development package, a top-up package. He must be a working Imam. We are mm. not here to teach people how to be Imams. You go to a Darul Ulum, you go to a Jami'a, etc. That's not mm. our department. We're dealing with the final product, inshallah. Mm. But not any final product, the final product that already has a realm of influence. What do you mean? He's already employed. He has a job. He's working as an Imam. As opposed to, I've graduated and I don't have a job. Give me a job, not mm. our department. We are looking for the Imam who's got a job, he's active, he is uh, nasheed, he's uh, got classes in the morning, in the evening, he's got halaqa, he's teaching maktab, madrasa, he's got kids, etc. He is an active Imam. This guy here applies Mm. to the Imam development program. He seeks membership of the IDP and we do an interview with him, typical interview. Are you Imam Fajr Zuhr Asar Maghribisha? Yes, khalas, excellent. Many people, I'm an imam, but I lead one salah a week. We're not looking for him. We're looking for the full-time pakka imam, inshallah, chayid. And so his five daily salah. Juma khutbah, how many times a month? Four, excellent. How many people? 400, whoa, shows this imam is influential. His masjid is big, etc. People listen to him. People respect him, inshallah. As opposed to maybe three people for Jumu'ah, five people for Jumu'ah. We're looking for the guy who via him, we are touching the lives of all of those people there. Mm-hmm. Via the Imam, we are touching the lives of these people. Excellent, so he's full-time active, Jamil. Then he applies to the IDP. We say this is a good investment. We add him onto the program. Six weeks orientation, onboarding process. His employer, the organization that he works for, they must sign giving permission for this imam to join the imam development program. Mm. Okay, excellent. Then after that, what? We offer this imam everything and anything that he requires to do his job better. We want him, if he is at Masjid Abu Bakr, he must continue working at Masjid Abu Bakr, but better. The people should recognize that he's not just imam, he's a super imam. He is imam plus, inshallah. Everything and anything he requires. So, in his bank account every month, plus minus, $100, $120 in his bank account from the IDP, laptop, internet, computer, smartphone, clothing, courses, opportunities, Hajj, Umrah, Aqsa, every medical. He is sick. His wife is sick. His children are sick. Mm. Go to the doctor, sort it out. Uh, school fees for his children. Remove that burden from the Imam so at least he can focus full time on the matters of mm. da'wah, inshallah. So we are a one stop shop for all Imam Mashallah. support, inshallah. And this type of whole holistic package, you've, you've supported over 400 Imams so far? At the moment, yes. Walhamdulillah, okay. the sky is the limit. Our Mashallah. intention, inshallah, 40,000 Imams minimum before we die, inshallah. Mashallah. So uh, t- tell us about some you know, some stories about the Imams. I mean, before we started recording, you were mentioning there was an Imam there and you, 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 know, you mentioned that, mm. wait a second, how come you're not doing enough? You're not doing enough visits, you're not doing enough. And then when you went there, you, you were like, well, the, late, the, the nearest uh, hospital is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long? SubhanAllah. So there's that an means you're tracking all of these things for these people. So 
our philosophy is also give the imam everything that he requires yeah. and if he is not producing the results then he is the problem and it's not the absence of i don't have transport and i don't have this and i don't have a phone give him give him the phone give him the transport give him everything give him that ability the equipment he mm. should be he shouldn't be like a plumber without tools give him everything he I requires so you are you are sending on whatsapp you showing the showing off some uh, new motorbikes yes <laughs> yes well alhamdulillah <laughs> i'm a motorcyclist as well, last, so that, that got my attention you know in the last that. month 30 motorcycles were handed Mashallah. over to imams we'll mention that story inshallah when we get time but back to this one here mm. when you visit an imam then you understand his hal his situation Mm. the nearest hospital is 200 kilometers away the imam development program is is more an empowerment activation t- development program as opposed to a charity mm. right yes the imams are in need the imams need help but we only helping him because he's an imam not because he's just a poor person or something by the imam inshallah we can equip him make him stronger touch the lives of the community inshallah for example with many charities alhamdulillah we have a good relationship the imam is then the hand which is giving and not the hand which is taking mm. the distribution of the zakatul fitr the distribution of the hampers the digging of the borehole all of this here is via the hands of the imam kids in the community who are not going to school somebody comes along and says you know what i'd like to help uh, some orphans uh, right and uh, with their school fees with the package this that etc fantastic via the imam in the eyes of the orphan the imam is like his second father mm-hmm. so the imam covered the school fees then you can also track imam those 10 orphans i require their results every quarter i require their results at the end of every year if they do well we're going to continue the next year etc you've empowered this imam in the eyes of the community in the eyes of the trustees of that masjid hey, this imam is a good imam this imam is connected he's got alaqan he's connected to big charities we need to respect him we need to honor him don't fire this imam hey. this imam is a big man he's an imam plus anything and everything that enhances the position of the imam in his community part of our mandate inshallah Ashram. when i mentioned that we are not just a charity that gives gifts no it's a two way road two way road imam jayid there's minimum five things that we expect from the imams so he gets a brand new smartphone he's got the imam development program app that tracks all of his activities there minimum every month number one, his progress report how many khutbah how many lecture how many this how many that etc takes him two minutes to fill out he only receives his deposit in his bank account after we receive his progress report number two, military strictness so we say that our leadership <laughs> style is military leadership with love yeah. with love love party is very so important so you have to hit your targets you have to you know give yes. us a report you have to no. no slacking no no jayid uh, but with love with yeah. love jayid i can you can be rest you can rest assured that the imams if you had to ask the imams you are working for masjid xyz you are working for an organization xyz if you had to choose the imam development program or your original employer we only deal with imams who are employed mm. because otherwise maybe the guys fishing today maybe the guys playing soccer the next day etc the imam must have a job he must have an organization that's overseeing him and we are the sev- second level of oversight mm. right mm. uh who do you love more try right? like a kid you know who do you love more he's 99.9% he's going to say the imam development program mm. because we also give izza to the imams 
One of the Mashaikh mentioned, you know, many a times there's a slave master type of relationship mm. that people have, especially with those in Africa, uh, charities outside the country imposing upon them. Uh, we've tried you're, not you're, you're basically changing the power dynamic on a grassroots level to make the imam the upper hand. Yes, yes. That's, that's, that's quite radical. Yes, alhamdulillah. And, uh, Five so things we said. Yeah. Number one, his progress report. Number two, knowledge plus course. Give them a mm-hmm. flash drive. On there, they study three lessons for every Muslim, 40 ahadith of Imam and Nawawi, many documentaries, etc. Well, alhamdulillah, 10 hours he has to study, watch every month to um. upgrade his knowledge, open up his mind. The life of Ahmed Didat, uh, Malcolm X, the, the the movie on Malcolm X, the life of Abdurrahman Assumay, they study all of these inspirational awesome. individuals. Then, and he has to get 60% in that test. If he gets less than 60, he loses 25% of the stipend. If he gets 100%, he gets an extra bonus. Right? <laughs> we have a bonus manager. This is, uh, this is like a gamified and dopamine. In fact, that's exactly know. what somebody said. Yeah, You've yeah. gamified the Imam gig. Yeah. But we must not forget the matter of yeah. the love. And mm-hmm. also at the end of the day, the muraqaba of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, there's a fine line. You don't want you don't want to create a system where do this, get this, do this, get this, do this, get this, right? Mm-hmm. You you have to you have to and so where the development the tarbiyah yes, comes yeah, in. The yeah. tarbiyah has to be yeah. there, etc. That tomorrow we always say to the Imams, the IDP is like a tap. Right? And assisting you for as long as there's mm. water in the tap, alhamdulillah, mm. khair and barakah. But the tap could close. Right? You still continue at the end of the day. Right? This is your mission. You chose at the end of the day, the imam, is this issue, that issue. You chose to follow the footsteps of the anbiya. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you expect? This is the route, this is the pathway of the Anbiya. Prophet wasallam. the difficulties, six of his seven children pass away in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. People hit him, beat him. This, this is the path that you chose. Mm-hmm. So you measure all of these things. Progress report. Progress Number two, report. the knowledge plus course. Yeah. Uh, he's got it on a flash drive. He does not require data. There's a manager that manages. He's tested. This. He's tested yeah. on that. Every five days, he's reminded with regards to his content for this mm-hmm. month. He can only submit his progress report after he does this uh, test here. Number three, pearls of wisdom. You say you are Maulana, you are Sheikh, you are Alim. What did you read this month? Or what lecture did you listen to? Islamic or non-Islamic, marketing, anything. Mm-hmm. Five benefits that you extracted from that book or the lecture. He needs to submit via the app. And then there's a sister who checks up all of this here, whether it's accepted wow. or not. It's not sure. just Islam is lovely. Islam <laughs> is beautiful. Islam is so cute. No, it needs to be something worthy. Right? That's number three. To, wh- wh- why did we have that? So that to ensure that the imam is somebody of ikra. He is somebody who is reading, somebody who is learning. You say you are alim. Number four, many imams... They are between the masjid and madrasa, masjid, madrasa. And you can also understand many a times it's demotivated, de da da. Mm-hmm. You know, for me to leave the masjid and madrasa, it's costing me money. Just live in the madrasa, just live there, right? But for example, in Mangochi, Mangochi used to be 100% Muslim in Malawi. There's churches everywhere. You ask some imams, do you know that sheikh? You know this person? You went there? No, no, I don't really leave the masjid. I don't really leave my madrasa. At least 10 times a month, part of the IDP, and usually it's already in his contract. He's supposed to visit mm-hmm. the jail, visit the hospital, look at the orphans, uh, do some street da'wah, visit the homes, etc. We ran a bonus once. We said to imams, visit people over the age of 70. Google form, visit people in your community over mm-hmm. the age of 70, name, what address, and what are some of the immediate needs? Wallahi, we were overwhelmed with the responses, Jaid. Mm-hmm. 
met, met somebody he's over 70 80 years of age he said you know if please i could get a walking stick walking stick maybe cost 3 pounds 5 pounds mm-hmm. etc right mm-hmm. but what's the non financial benefits that came out of that number one haraka of imams imams are moving imams are visiting people etc imam visit 20 people filled out the swarm there's an imam who visited somebody over the age of 120 jayid imam who visited an old woman she had some skin disease nobody visits her jayid nobody comes into her house they leave some food outside her house She's got this illness but people look at her like a witch. They were saying, you know, like she's a witch, Jaid. Mm. One imam met a sheikh that taught the imam's father. The old mm. sheikh now about 90. Maybe in his days he was a big sheikh. Nobody mm. visits him. He's totally abandoned. Mm. And many a times you you need this, you know, like just to make the haraka of the imam, something, an activity. Then he, when he does it, he's like, "Wow, this was excellent. I should do this more often, mm. man. I should do this." And then uh, we said to the imams, you know, there were like probably about 600 visits that that occurred in that mm-hmm. exercise. Now we we can't fulfill the needs of all of these people. We said to each imam, we will give you a x amount of money. The top three people that you visited, or the top five people, you sort out them. You know, you sort them out. Mm-hmm. Bag of rice, bag of maize, and stuff like this here, right? Mm-hmm. So to make haraka of the imams. So what you mentioned bonus? Can you explain what that is? So we have a bonus manager. comes up with different activities every month on the principle that if you do this you will get something with haraka comes baraka right it's not imposed on the imams right uh, we have all types of imams on the idp except the shia so on the sufi tabligh all of the shia right uh you want to participate you participate and inshallah you will get something this month we are now recording this in september 2023 yeah. this month the 24th now, now, now we have to be quick for editing and <laughs> public you see how you snuck that in there <laughs> okay mashallah now we can edit that as well <laughs> inshallah so this month the 24th of this month is the heritage day in south africa many masajid have an open mosque day so we said to the imams participate in this here you need to make a uh, uh, a poster So I have like a, probably about 100 posters on my phone here mm. that the imams made their own posters their sure. own posters is on my status there open mosque day on a certain date number mm. one he has to make a poster that's something that he has to do the empowerment for him right number two he has to invite the non muslims in the community to the masjid on that day mm. go to the pastor go to this person that person invite them on the to the masjid number three have a register on the day of all the people who attended scan it and send it to us after he has been done with this program number four pictures and videos of the event if he does these four things here then he will receive a bonus of plus minus 500 rands plus minus maybe 50 pounds or something of the sort jayid last mm. year Over 80 imams participated in this bonus. Over 30 people became Muslim via uh-huh. this. The bonus money spent on this was maybe a thousand or two thousand or three thousand pounds. But the amount of khair that came out of it, you can't put a value to that. Eighty mm. communities, eighty masjids, different countries participated. It's like a wow thing, man. It's like yeah. a wow thing. Yeah. Subhanallah, right? And and Subhanallah. There was an imam in Malawi. When we were recording the first time before we had the load shedding uh, electricity <laughs> issue here reminds us of Africa there's an imam Ikra Taiti he's like a super imam he's an sure. imam plus in Malawi wanted to visit him we tried but the roads were just so bad it would have taken us maybe i don't know 6 hours to get there the roads were just bad so we turned around and we didn't make it the next visit said khalas we have to we tried and the roads were still bad even though we had a better vehicle It was almost maghrib time and we said khalas we have to we have to what was the solution 
hire some motorcycles. And so we got some guys there, hired the motorcycles from them, and we started off, headed off just before Maghrib. It was like two and a half hours on the motorcycle mm-hmm. in the pitch black darkness of the night. Wallahi, I was just making dua. Ya Allah, you protect. Ya Allah, you through the villages and this and that, etc. Uh, ya Allah, you protect us. Don't dodge any lions or rhinoceroses. Allah, I understand. <laughs> got to this imam's place in the middle of nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Yeah, imam, he's a good imam, smart imam, sharp imam. Sheikh, what brought you here? I mean, what what brought you here? Why are you the imam here, Jaid? Which is a mushkila. Many a times those who are fancy and graduated and they studied in this Darul Uloom and that madrasa and that jami'ah, they just want to be in the capital. Jaid, they don't want to go to the front line and, you know, the difficult scenario, mm. situation, etc. An imam not too long ago visited him in Zimbabwe. He lives alone in like a wooden structure. His wife is not there. Why your wife is not with you, Sheikh? She's living in the capital. Why? Because there's no toilets here. What do you mean? No toilet. No toilet in the street? No toilet. I have to walk outside and go to the church. There's a toilet there at the church and that's where we go. Wife is pregnant at the moment so she can't live with him mm-hmm. because it's too far. It's just a matter of toilet. Toilet would cost maybe $300, $400 pounds or something to build mm-hmm. a nice toilet there. Jaid, sort out that problem. Anyway, Ikra Taiti visited him middle of nowhere. Subhanallah, Jaid. And so that's the hal and the situation mm. of many imams. They require somebody to give them hope, somebody to have their back, somebody to support them, inshallah, from amongst the poorest of the poor, unfortunately. Mm. I mean, this is this is revolutionary. I've always been impressed with this program, mashallah, but, you know, one of the things, there's so many, so many outcomes and benefits you can see kind of trickle down as, you know, revolutionary in so many regards. Mm. Just taking, for example... Making the imam or making the the Islamic the religious person in the community um, a position that is coveted looked and looked up to and respected. Have you noticed maybe that uh, the impact of that doing it for a few years now? Have you noticed that children, for example, they want to be of an course, imam when they grow up? Of course, hundred percent, hundred percent, Jaid, hundred percent impact from the side of the community, from the side of the kids, from the side of the trustees. Um, Alhamdulillah, too much, mm. too much, Jai, too much of impact. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. We mentioned five things: the progress report, yeah. the ten public da'wah engagements. Number three, the knowledge plus course that he studies. Number four, the pearls mm. of wisdom from whatever he read, etc. Number five, every three months the imam must complete a CPD course. Uh, management course, public administration, office administration, public speaking course, computer course, Canva course, Islam in a Zojain, marital issue problems, uh, mending between them. So the whole list of 25 courses will cover the expense of the course. You have to complete one course every three months a month. You said you wanted development. You said you wanted to upskill yourself. If you do not do one of these courses every three months, you lose one month of your stipend. Right? Mm. It could be an online course. SubhanAllah. An imam recently in Zimbabwe, He's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally nowhere. So I said to him, Sheikh, for the CPD, what do you do? Because every three months you have to do a course. So he said, that's why at least, you know, we have uh, IDP, we have some online options. So at least he does the online option. He says, but even the online, where he is based, the internet connection is very not very strong. So he travels, he travels about six kilometers and mm. there there's better internet connection, downloads whatever material he needs to and then mm. comes back home and then he watches it and then goes back there to do his test, etc. Mm. Mm. 
Allah Mustaan. Many a times on Friday we have this hero imam, hashtag hero imam. And so we select imams, you know, who are hero imams of the week and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Jai? Recently in one of the countries, and this video went viral, walhamdulillah, you spoke about the motorcycles. Imam Ali Mutundu, he studied in Medina for nine years. He's standing in the elections, local elections to be a counselor. This guy, we visited him. Took us five hours with a land cruiser to get to him. Sheikh Imam, nobody love nowhere. He says, I'm the Imam of not this masjid, but rather two masjids. This one and another. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So every second Friday, I mean, he's just speaking casually. He's not using this as an example of, oh, look at me, how great I am. Every second Friday, I go, you see the mountain on the other side of the mountain, I do the Jumu'ah at another masjid there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Who does Jumu'ah here? Um, no, no Jumu'ah here. My father does uh, my father does Zuhr Salah because mm. nobody can do the khutbah, etc., etc. Oh, okay. So that masjid, the other side, how, how long does it take you? It takes me five hours. Um. Five hours, Lord. By plane, aeroplane, <laughs> motorcycle, what do you mean? Jayid, five hours of walking. Wow. Walking, Jayid, wow. walking. Sheikh, bicycle, something I can't afford. I can't afford, Jayid. Said to him, in the month of Ramadan, IDP, we have this campaign, make a wish. You know, mm. Imam make a personal wish, wants to go Hajj, Umrah, a sofa, wants to buy a new dress for his wife, wants to buy clothes for all of his kids. Any wish, a new pair of glasses, yeah. anything. You make a personal wish, our job to try to make it come true. And then a community wish, something, somebody in the community needs something, etc. whatever it might be, must be, needs a carpet, anything. Okay. It's open to them. Then we advertise these wishes, very personalized type of campaign. And people out there say, I want wish number 13, wish number 22, wish number 9, etc., etc. What was your wish, Imam? Why didn't you wish for a motorcycle or a bicycle at least? He said, no, I wished for my master's degree. He studied nine years in Medina, wants to do his master's because he also has some political ambitions. Alhamdulillah, he was uh, selected. He got that wish. Uh, so because of that, he didn't ask for a motorcycle. He said, okay, khair. We made that video. Video went viral, alhamdulillah. Baraka out of that. He, today he has a motorcycle. And not sure. only him, did a launch good campaign. 30 other imams have also received their motorcycles, subhanAllah. MashaAllah. But Salman, human beings are human beings. And Allah Mustaan, you have the good, the bad and the ugly. That imam, he went through a bit of a fitna after that video. Mm. He even messaged that, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have made that video. It wasn't planned. We just, just recorded him and asked him mm. these questions. What were some of the issues? That example, example, somebody in in the United States, right? Uh, he sees this video. Oh, look at this. Where's this imam from? Zimbabwe. We didn't even put any marketing the IDP or anything like that, right? So mm. maybe they couldn't mm. contact us. He says, you know what? There's somebody in my masjid. He's from, from that country. You know, maybe he'll know who the imam is. So he speaks to that guy. Uh, oh, the Zimbabwe. Wait, in, in, okay, no. I'll, I'll find out. I'll ask somebody back home if he knows. Sometimes we say things just to ward off the shame from ourselves. So the guy in the country is asked, you know this Imam? Uh, he can't say, no, I don't know him. He's from the country, you know. Um, uh, I heard of this guy maybe. I, I think I think that he's working with this certain organization and that certain organization has Shi'i tendencies and they are like Shi'a or something, <laughs> etc. Also, I see he's got a halal sign on thing there. So he must be quite a rich guy. So I, I don't believe that, you know, he needs a motorcycle, mm. etc. Plus he's got political ambitions. So I, I don't really believe him, etc. Mm. Ah, and so they were. And Anonymous WhatsApp messages being sent around. Don't help 
help him, don't support him, uh, the question marks, etc. You know, just just made some murkiness. Mm. Subhanallah. Anytime reached, you put anything out there on the internet, is it going to get it? It reached a level where hasad and hasad, exactly. A lot of hasad, a lot of hasad, jealousy, right? Yeah. And also from other organizations or whoever it might be, hey, we don't know who this is, whatever, even true, you know, just, you know, uh, no, we don't know, Allah how you do your investigation, did that, mm. these type of things. True. We had to send another imam to go all the way there, five, seven hours drive to this imam. And then we measured from this masjid to the next masjid. He said, please come, I want this imam to come and do this so that people don't talk the nonsense. <laughs> and he says, as for they said, I work with a certain guy and this Shia guy or something, we are totally against them. He's like, an enemy to our organization. How can somebody say that we're working in cahoots with him? Mm. Subhanallah. Lies, 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 right? And anonymous messages. You're not doing anything. Mm. You're not helping, but then you want to be a barrier? Mushkila. Mm. You know, the famous hadith that, you know, you should be a, a, a key to goodness. Key to goodness, not that mm. key to evil. Mm. And so all of this was done, investigation, all of this here, measured everything, did a video. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. He's got mm. a motorcycle and 30 others got Mashallah. motorcycles. You also mentioned that um, he said five hours there. Five hours there <laughs> and seven hours back. Yeah. So I said, Sheikh, what do you mean seven hours back? You said you walked there five hours. Why seven hours back? He says, no, after Jumu'ah, I'm tired. So by the time I walk, I take my time, you know, to walk back. Yeah. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah, he has a motorcycle. Yeah. Then some Muslims in Tanzania saw the video. They visited him from Tanzania, I think from Zanzibar. They visited him. They started a feeding scheme at that masjid. And they also dug a borehole there, alhamdulillah. Khair and barakah that came out of it. That and plus 30 other imams who also received motorcycles. Do you find that this is a pattern that, that khair, some type of khair always leads to flourishing and, and, and leads to more and more khair. It's like uh, maybe a natural law or something. Well, the law is with haraka comes yeah. baraka. You make some movement and then some baraka comes, yeah. alhamdulillah. Uh, and imam, when we're talking about people and talking their nonsense, Jayid, you're not doing anything good. You know, our brothers in Tabligh, uh, this guy was a, this guy was a shaitan yesterday, alcoholic, zina, everything. Now, why, why did you people in Tabligh take him and you already got him in the masjid and he's giving a lecture? You know, brother's success lies in this and that. You know, he's shaitan yesterday. Huh? No, get the guy busy with good and inshallah, the mm. evil will fall away. Two ways of cleaning this here. Either we take it, put some soap and wash it, or keep it under the tap and just keep filling it with clean water. Eventually, mm. it will get cleaned. Mm. And so, that the belief got it right, where this guy was in all haram and everything. Khalas, join the jamaat. Come join us, join us, join us. And inshallah, with all of mm. the khair and busy in the masjid, da, 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 the haram will stay away. You've got no time for Netflix now. You've got mm. no time for all of the online drama. Side note, yeah, Dr. Salman. Exactly. Side note. Wallahi, in Africa and other places, many of the Russian republics, there's so much of need. There's so much of assistance needed from good Muslims. Mm. You're familiar with so much of online drama that people are making every day. People, guy wakes up in the morning, got nothing else to do except Which making videos like this, running podcasts, etc. <laughs> you know, that's my thing for the ummah. No yeah. problem, do that, inshallah. Spend some time elsewhere. Come to Africa, visit mm. some place. There's an Imam Mikhail Abdulaziz. In Papua New Guinea, there's an article by an Afzal Chaudhry. He wrote about the history of Islam in Papua New Guinea. In 1970, there were two Muslims in the country. I was there recently. 
over a thousand mm. Muslims in the main masjid for Salatul Jumu'ah. Mashallah, it's full of Bangladeshis and Sri Lankans also, alhamdulillah, Jaheed. <laughs> uh, the one Bangladeshi, they told me, this guy is not a millionaire, he's a billionaire. He okay. came there as a school teacher and subhanAllah, barakah, one business after the other, he was successful, alhamdulillah. Mm. With regards to Islam, two people in the country, Islam was not allowed. There was no such thing. You couldn't get a license to open a masjid. Mm. Long story, he talks about Mahathir Muhammad visited. Eventually, they got license to open up a masjid. Fast forward, they needed an imam. Somehow, subhanAllah, this brother Ahmed Tutunji, very important to read about his life. He's got a book, uh, 60 years between the East and the West. He's one of the founders of Forces, one of the founders of the Muslim Association in the States, one of the founders who played a very important role in Ramni. He used to fly around with uh, Suleiman al-Rajihi, Jahid, in his charity in the old days. Uh, in Libya, there was an organization called the Call to Da'wah, Jahid, and he was also instrumental there. Very important individual, alhamdulillah, a lot of barakah came out of him. He, somehow, uh, they wanted an imam in Papua New Guinea. And he, through his contacts, whatever, he was very close to Sheikh bin Baz also, Ahmed Tutunji. Mm. And they sent an imam from Nigeria who studied in Medina. He went to Papua New Guinea. Imam Mikhail Abdelaziz. He's mm. not on social media. He has no account. He spent 31 years in Papua New Guinea. He changed the face of Islam in that country. There's a library, Imam Mikhail Abdel Aziz Library. There are people walking around. His name is Mikhail, Mikhail, named after that Imam. Imam came from where? Came from Nigeria. Maybe his age was 20 something, 30 something. 31 years of his life he gave in Papua New Guinea. Now that is sacrifice. Mm. In Vanuatu, met some brothers from Jamaat al-Tabligh, some businessmen from Chennai. Businessman from Chennai. I was there in Vanuatu for like 24 hours or like 48 hours. These guys were there for three months. Mm. Three months. Three months, subhanAllah. Jay, mm. In the middle of the bush. In the middle of the bush. I stayed in a hotel. They were staying in, you know, some, uh, uh, some not even a masjid, like in a classroom kind of setup. Jayid. Mm. And, and then the rest of the time they were in the bushes. Jayid, Allah reward them. Allah bless them in this world and in the hereafter. They go in places where others are not going. And unfortunately, Salman, because of the split in Jamaat, this has also affected the da'wah. Many imams, they would say, you know what? Uh, our trustee or this person or that person phoned us and they said, you know, a certain Jamaat is coming. Don't allow them. He said, Wallahi, we're in the middle of nowhere. We need a Jamaat here every single day. Every day we need a Jamaat. Nobody else is coming. We need a Jamaat here every day. But then I'm told, no, that's a Nizambuddin Jamaat. Don't allow them. Or that's a Raiwin Jamaat. Don't allow them, etc. Jayid, mushkila. I was going to ask you actually, what's the, the, the dynamics now of, of in, in Africa now? Unity, disunity, intermuslim. There's the good, the bad and the ugly. Everywhere. Mm. Jayid, just like the UK, just mm. like Canada, just like Australia, the good, the bad and the ugly. Unfortunately, Allah musta'ad. When I was in Vanuatu, those brothers, they told me, and they told me, you know what, you're going to Solomon Islands. I went to Solomon Islands. He said, recently, a Jamaat from India, they were arrested and they were deported. The story goes that inside the Solomon Islands, somebody had mentioned to the authorities that this Jamaat is coming. Don't allow them. They're going to propagate the Dada. And this was mentioned by who? Brothers of Jamaat who are aligned Rival. with Pakistan, Arawind, etc. Uh, they the ones who did this. Mushkila. Mm. And when I went there, I also experienced a very, very ajib attitude. The brother who was supposed to pick me up at the airport didn't pitch up, right? I took a taxi and found my way there. I went to the masjid. This imam, I've been lazing with him for like two weeks. Didn't reply to any of the messages. And when I got there, I said, uh, you know, is this the only masjid? They said, no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, but I saw on Google there's another masjid. 
He says, no, that's another sect, another ideology. What do you mean, Sheikh? I mean, Qadianis, Ahmadis, Baha'is? No, the Jamaat al-Tabliq from India. Imagine, imagine. Jaheed, you're talking about your fellow... While I was there in Vanuatu, I heard that in Bangladesh... It's not even non-Jamaati. Exactly. It's still Jamaat, but... Exactly, Jaheed. While I was in, 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 in Vanuatu, Solomon Island, I heard that in, uh, in Bangladesh, uh, a Muslim was killed. I know previously, a few years ago, there was fighting, etc. But even this year, last month, there was a Bangladeshi Muslim who was killed because of the infighting between the two mm-hmm. Tablighi groups. Hachib stuff, Jaheed. They, they, they need to sort this thing out, Jaheed. Sadly, it's not surprising. I mean, it's actually, they, in, in sociology, you have this thing called mm-hmm. um, the... Um, the narcissism of small difference or minor difference. I think so. The the, the closer and more mm. similarity there is between yeah. two people or nations yes. or groups, the more you'll find uh, arguments and fights. It's amplified. Yeah. That the Muslim is willing to sit with the Christian, the Jew, the exactly. atheist, and have a cordial discussion, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he can't do that with his fellow Muslims. Mushkila, yeah. right? Why did we talk about this here? Yeah. Because we were talking about Imam Mikhail Abdul Aziz, yeah. how he changed the face of Islam in that country, no social media or anything. And right now, in Papua New Guinea, they have another Imam, also from Nigeria. I mean, is Australia not there? Australia is on the doorstep, Jayid. But Imam is coming all the way from Nigeria, studying in Riyadh. He has a degree even from the UK, two bachelors, mm-hmm. two masters, Jayid. Allah reward him and Allah mm-hmm. reward them. I mean, I mean. So, Sheikh, you're doing all of this. I mean, this is kind of revolutionary stuff. I don't, don't want to keep kind of, uh, you know, praising it to your face. I can, uh, I can. You know, criticize you behind your back if you want Khair, to. No worries, Balance it no worries, <laughs> But the, what what you're doing, you're building like an you know an army of imams, basically who can uh, you know really do some huge amount of khair on the grassroots level mm. throughout the continent. Eventually, inshallah, inshallah. you're in nine countries right now. Inshallah, soon Mozambique. Inshallah, yeah. that so will be the tenth soon country. Tenth country. Next year is your tenth birthday. You know, as a as an organization, as a movement, as a program. That's a lot of power. If somebody comes in, let's hope nobody listens to this podcast yeah. and causes a problem, Doctor. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing to stop, you know, in the future, someone hijacking this? And because mm. imagine this could be used for evil. Mm. You can do so much damage if you have that much influence over financial influence, ideological influence, or you know, all types of influence over. Making you uncomfortable now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All this influence over imams, and and they they have influence over so many people. Let's say mm-hmm. every imam, if you do a back envelope calculation, you said you know four hundred imams times two thousand people each. For example, the the people that they mm-hmm. in their community they influence. That's almost, almost a million, million yeah. a million people. That's right now. What are you putting into place, such that okay, ten years, twenty years, maybe you retire, maybe inshallah, you know, you, you're made shaheed. And uh, you're sitting there chilling out in your grave with all the rewards, inshallah. But what are you doing to stop in the future this thing that you've built, that you're building, stop it from being abused later mm-hmm. on? Because it's a huge amount of power. Right. Excellent, excellent. In reality, we are so bogged down and so busy. This is a 30-hour job a day. Mm. This is a mission. It's not a job. It's a 30-hour matter mission a day. We have not had the time, the luxury. We are in the program and not necessarily on the program. Mm. And so it's like people like you, it's like maybe mm. MRDF and others 
who should be thinking about these matters how to mm. protect this how to ensure that there's longevity with regards to this straight we mm. hope that we could outsource that to you people right yeah, excellent, excellent. i mean you know inshallah with this somebody's going to be watching and inshallah. they're going to say you know what i'm i'm an expert in xyz excellent. i can come in and and you know contact you and Help uh, do some consultation. So, for example, I mentioned everything is tracked yeah. via the app. Even the yeah. app itself, the, the 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 developers told us it wasn't created to cater for so yeah. many. It's like on the brink of uh, <laughs> collapse, etc. Right? But alhamdulillah, yeah. and so we need to update. So, like, that. if somebody's watching, they 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 know data. You've got huge amounts of data. You can of do course, so much with data. Course. Someone watching, you know, you might be a data guy or a gal. Get in touch with the the sheikh. Maybe we'll put your details. Yes, put my phone number there. Put my, my WhatsApp phone number. That's a bit, <laughs> bit no, too I, personal. I, I, I have no issue in sending yeah. out my WhatsApp uh, number because today the only place that yeah. I usually post anything to is my status. Yeah. So yeah. I have no issue in dishing out yeah. my WhatsApp number to anyone and everyone yeah. as long as they don't send us a Juma Mubarak message. <laughs> then we got no time. This this we don't like. You know, <laughs> Subhanallah, Jahid. Uh, you would find. I mean, if I open up my WhatsApp now, yeah. I'm, I'm thousand messages, and also. Well, Allah have mercy on Jayid. you. Uh, there would be somebody, life. somebody, mashallah, is in the middle of Africa, and mashallah is relaxed, you know, on the side of a river, and so he'll send a message because my numbers everywhere. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> now he's waiting up for Sayyid. So we say, I just put thumbs up there, you know, walaikum salam. How are you doing? Ya oh, Sheikh, we got no time for how are you Sheikh, doing? Your own fault for sending Jayid. your personal Jayid. WhatsApp. Uh, how are you doing? Thumbs up. Jayid, can I ask you a question? <laughs> and sometimes it's broken up across it. the whole day. You know, it started yeah, yeah, yeah. at Fajr time. By the time, can I ask you a question? It's like Maghrib time. Sheikh, yeah. please. Now you're invested in this guy's Mushkila. life. <laughs> Mushkila, Jayid. Allah understand. You asked me for stories, Doctor. Yeah. You asked me, you tell me, you know, when to so start I mean, and one, I one, one of the thing, One of the things I wanted to say as well was um, this is a huge, obviously, benefit to Imams, right? Their families, their communities. You must have lots of people who want to get onto the program. Have you ever said no to anyone? Or of have you course. ever taken anyone off the program? Yes, I mean... Uh, Some uh, people might be thinking, you know, it's easy, it might, relatively easy. You just chuck money at someone and that's it, you forget no, about no. it. So the imam applies to join the program. Mm. I mentioned uh, earlier, like in Tanzania, we interviewed over 200 imams. Mm. And we were ready to add onto the program maybe 50 or 60. We were only able to add 30. Right? Let's see. So Number the one. Strict entry criteria. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know how strict it is, but let's see. Are you Imam Fajr, Zohar, Asal, Maghrib, Isha? That needs to be a criteria. Mm. Do How many Jumu'ah khutbas do you do every month? Uh, at least four or three. Jayid, excellent. Uh, do you teach Maktab, Madrasa? Are you teaching kids? Yes. Mm. Otherwise, maybe he's an Imam for one hour a day. What yeah. are you doing with the rest of the time? Jayid, we're looking for the best mm. investment. Teaching Maktab, Madrasa, kids, etc. Yes, what time? When he answers, uh, uh, you already know he's on shaky mm. ground, right? How many students do you have? 55. Sheikh, I'm not worried about your register. You have 55 on the register. How many actually come? Mm-hmm. Uh, 34. Okay, khair. You know, mashil hal. Uh, what do you do between Fajr and Zuhr? I sit with my wife. No, Sheikh. In terms of da'wah, <laughs> right? In terms of da'wah, let's talk 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock. What are you doing between 8 and 12? 
trade. If he's somebody with great potential, somebody with great potential, but he's not really doing anything, mm. work out a program. In light of that program, we will consider adding you onto the IDP trade. Mm. And, and, and and so those are the type of imams and muallimas, mashallah, don't forget the sisters, the Doctor. And so we also have plus minus about 50 muallimas. Many a times, the muallimas are even harder in terms of, they even, uh, you know, they, they work even harder than mm. even many of the imams, right? MashaAllah, she's mm. active, active like a machine, alhamdulillah. So there's mm-hmm. even uh, muallimas who are on the program, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah. Diversity. Diversity, mashallah. So what about someone who's on the program? Uh, you know, that we removed? That you removed. Zero tolerance with regards to amana matters, mm. with regards to dishonesty. We've experienced that sometimes an employer, organization, masjid committee say, please, this imam is very, very good. You must add him. Please, you must add him onto the program. This imam, mashallah, da'wah, did Add him everything. Mashallah, khalas. Did the interview, khalas. We will add him, inshallah. But then they ask, uh, the money matters, uh, you know, uh, what, what happens with the money? Like, you're going to give it to us, isn't it? And then we will give it down to the imam. No, Sheikh, we deal directly with the imam. We will never deal with any imam until his employer, organization, masjid committee sign, giving permission for the imam to be part of the imam development program. It's a three-party type of relationship. Mm. We, the imam, and the masjid committee, trustees, etc., etc. Okay. He says, no, but money, you give it to us. No, Sheikh, we give it to them directly. We've experienced. He said, no, but how can you trust the imam? How can you trust him? You know, we know these imams. There's a level of racism mm. also. We know these imams. You can't trust him, etc. Sheikh, you trust the imam with the Jummah Khutbah, 100 people in the masjid. You trust him with the Musalla. You trust him to teach Quran, Surah Al-Fatiha. You trust him with the Madrasa. You trust him with all of that day, but you don't trust him with one dollar? You are the one who needs assistance. Mm. You are the one who has a mushkila and a problem. Allah Mustan, gatekeepers, gatekeepers, yeah. Jade. It's a matter of master-slave type of relationship kind of thing, Jade. Wallahi, tallahi, and billahi. The imams would testify and say that we've never dealt with an organization in our lives like the Imam mm. Development Program, right? Inshallah, when you visit and yeah. visit the imams inshallah. and you do your own interviews, etc., with them, you will see, inshallah. Yeah, yeah. mashallah, mashallah. You know, one, one of the things that I was thinking when, when uh, you know, when, when you're talking about imams and you've you've been for years, you know, so passionate about imams doing this and doing that. I'm just wonder, what can we learn? Imagine imam, and there's an imam watching now in London or mm. whatever in the in the Western world outside Africa. What lessons from your experience, yeah, can you give to imams here, mm. right, to up their game? We, we, we need active imams, right? We need active imams. If the imam is mm. sleeping between Salatul Fajr and Salatul Zuhr, sometimes six, seven, eight hours, mushkila, right? Very big mushkila. There's a million things you could do, ya imam, right? Mm. Visit the hospital in Africa, I'm sure the same here. Almost every church has a group that does hospital visits, huh? volunteers. Today, Visiting hours six to eight, this group are going, that group's going, that group's going. They just go from bed to bed. How are you? How is everything? Oh, shame. Okay. I asked Jesus to pray for you, right? Yeah. You say, no, I'm a Muslim. So, okay, no problem. I say to God, he must give you, you know, shifa, etc., cure you. Just the mere fact that somebody mm. is showing you empathy. I remember once uh, I had this gardener and he was very ill and needed to take him to the government hospital, which is a nightmare, right? Took him to this government hospital and you know the whole day you're going to spend in that hospital. Went in the morning and we probably left maybe about 3 p.m. from 8 in the morning till 3 p.m. 
and we're waiting in the queue. But Sounds every like uh, waiting times over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like the NHS. <laughs> anyway, like, uh, so subhanAllah. But every half an hour, there was this uh, nurse, female nurse, she would come, how are you? How is everything? Mm. No, don't worry. Don't worry. You know, you will be okay. The doctor will see to you. It will be okay. You know, God will cure you. Mm. And I found that to be very, very powerful. I had applied to Medina at that time. And I was making dua every day that I'd be accepted, right? And I said that if I don't get accepted to Medina, I think I'm going to become a male nurse. <laughs> Jane, why? Because it was so powerful that this yeah. woman, if she was ready to dawa. sell you something, you would accept it. She wants mm. to sell you this ideology, anything. You in such a position right now. Mm. Anyone showing you a little bit of sympathy, empathy, khalas, what you got to sell, I will take it. Powerful, mm. Jane, powerful. And so imams, you have ample opportunity, subhanAllah, ya doctor, in this country here, this city of London, decisions made here, you have so many charities, you have so many organizations, you have so much of this and that, etc. Decisions made here affects the lives of millions of Muslims around the world. Try it. Very, very powerful mm. city, subhanAllah, right? Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, when he was sitting with the Sahaba, he said, make a wish, make a wish, make a wish. I want gold, I want silver, I want this, I want a room full of rubies and diamonds. When they asked him, you know, ask this, ask this question, why, mm. why, what do you wish for? And he's the Khalifa of the Muslims. He has wealth at his disposal, but what's he looking for? He's looking for men. He's looking for people to do the work. That is difficult to find. Building a masjid, putting a borehole, building up a madrasa and all of this is very easy. Visited a fantastic school in Australia recently. They got three campuses, right? And they took us around, look at the lab, look at this, look at the... MashaAllah. And I can understand why they are proud of that. Maybe it took them fundraising 20 years to get the soccer field and all of this. So they're proud. It's natural, right? But I said to them, half an hour you took us around here. Allah bless you. I understand why you are showing us this. But you never said anything about the students. You have almost a thousand students in the school. You've got three campuses. You never said anything. You know what? This is a very good student of ours. That student did this. This student did. You, you, you're focusing on the means. And you're not focusing on the output. I'm, I'm not interested in all of this here. Allah bless you. I understand your library is lovely, fantastic. They are the means. But where's the output? Try it. And so the Rasul, I mean, uh, Umar radiallahu ta'ala, he was focusing on what? He said, I wish that this entire room was full of people like Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, Salim, Mawla, Abi Hudayfa, Mu'ad ibn Jabal, and then I will use them in the path of Allah. He was talking about cloning. Basically, an Abu Ubaidah <laughs> cloned a hundred times. Mm. Mu'ad, the leader of the ulama on Yawm al-Qiyamah, cloned a hundred times in, in contemporary language so that people can understand. Let's, Rahimahullah, Ahmed did that. If we had a uh, hundred Ahmed Didats, a hundred Zakir Naiks, a hundred Salahuddin Ayubis, Jayid, a hundred Malcolm X's, a hundred Salman Butts, Jayid, a hundred Salman Butts, and we took this group of five, Jayid, this team of five, you go to Brazil, you go to Argentina, you go to Malawi, you go to the UK, you go to Australia. We'll change the world, subhanAllah, for the better. We will change the world for the better. There's 500 people, we'll change the world. We're what, one point something billion? Prophet said, people are like, people are like camels. People are like camels. Out of every 100, you might find one camel that's good to ride. The rest of them are mashil hal, ordinary like sheep, camels, but they are like sheep. So we need men, we need people, we need people to do. In the old days, Dr. Salman, 
10 years ago in the good old days jay before <laughs> before before certain governments set up you know ministries of entertainment etc etc jay in the good old days in the good old days it was enough that a muslim he said you know i look after myself and i'm a good muslim and my family and my children alhamdulillah jay today muslims in the uk canada australia south africa mashallah punches above its weight limit mm. these muslims who have liberty they have freedom they have ability they can take out a card from their from their pocket and he can donate to somebody in nigeria somebody in australia many of the muslim countries that used to fund millions and billions in the old days it is illegal for them to do that mm-hmm. they can't do that they don't have the ability to do that jade there's a million uh, amount of reading that they're, they're funding uh, islamophobes sometimes uh, jade you know? and the good people if they're not in jail mm-hmm. the accounts have been frozen they can't travel jade they are probably hoping 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 that there are people in the ummah who are doing the work today now that they mm-hmm. are unable to do jade and so You, every person how people you know talk about economics i have a side hustle huh? i have a business side business side hustle i feel that every good practicing muslim who's in the west etc sort yourself out first yes sort your family out first if you and your wife are still fighting each other and all of this here sort those matters out jayid give up the haram and all of this because thing it's like the ummah in uh, the icu The leg has been cut. There's a hemorrhage somewhere. There's some bleeding somewhere. There's still an attack. Plus, the hospital is under attack. Jayid, and, if, and if we're still talking about, you know, uh, brother uh, Jayid, this masala and that masala and all of this here, mushkila, where's your hat, etc. Mushkila, Jayid. Heads are being chopped, etc. Mushkila. Mm. And so come to the realization and then sort out your personal and your family and then something for the ummah. Do something. Mm. Uh, in, in Papua New Guinea, and in Malawi not too long ago uh, imam uh, how many all the kids were there how many of you are in the madrasa of this imam all put their hands up how many of you are not going to school three or four of them not going to school jayid why this kid can't afford a uniform can't afford a uniform uniform 10 pounds uniform for the year jayid mm. other kid she faints a lot so because of that she's not going to school turn to the imam imam you know about this no i didn't know Sheikh, why? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? You're supposed to be an imam plus. They're coming to your madrasa. They're not in school. Why? How can it be? You're supposed to go to the school and speak to them and tell them, you know, this girl, she has this problem. Can we find a solution? The solution is not that she's not in, in school. Uh, somebody doesn't have 10 pounds to go to school. You find it, imam, from your own IDP stipend. You pay for it. You can't pay for it. We'll make a plan. This month, alhamdulillah, uh, about 60,000 rands worth of school fees were covered for imams, their children. and children in the community mm-hmm. in Papua New Guinea we went to a certain village a sister she traveled from Papua New Guinea to Brisbane she became Muslim there then she even went to Pakistan and studied and this and that etc she went back to Papua New Guinea set up a small masjid obvious first choice for someone who wants to learn after the park, the park, the park land obviously <laughs> Jai, the park land mashallah yeah. and so then she set up a masjid in Papua New Guinea. We visited the new masjid now, the renovated new masjid. There were two kids there, a Halim and a Salman. Jai, two kids there, Halim and Salman. 15, 14 years old. You guys go to school? Salman, no. Salman normally loves Halim. <laughs> Jai, and so you guys not going to school? Why? Mother has seven kids. Some of them are going and some of them not. She can't afford. And the mother was there. The mother was there, Jai. These are new Muslims, new Muslims, right? They have a massive hack on us. 
They're very close. Two-hour flight from Brisbane uh, to this uh, Papua New Guinea. How many Muslims in Australia? How many charities in Australia? How many ulama? How many du'at, etc.? How can it be that an ummati not going to school? Because they can't afford 10 pounds for the year. 10 pounds for the year. Jayid, any Muslim out there watching, listening, etc. You know what? I'm a school kid. No problem. In your WhatsApp group, your family WhatsApp group. You know what? My side hustle for the ummah is going to be that like these kids, seven of them this year, 70 pounds, I'm going to cover. You know, and cover it via the imam. The magic of this is there's so much out there in the ummah. Mm. That's why I feel passionate about it. Whenever I hear you talking about it, there's so much... Good out there in Ummah. If people knew that, wait a second, I can press a few buttons and I can make uh, some kid in, yeah. you know, some village somewhere 10,000 miles away go to school. And your link they would is do the it. imam. They would do the it. Imam. But you have a process, you have a network, an infrastructure to let that happen. That's the thing. And people don't know that they can mm. do it. There's no, I don't know how it can, you know, uh, you know, do something that can immediately Anybody watching, someone. here's my WhatsApp number, yeah. plus two seven. Eight four four one four seven one eight four. No Juma Mubarak message, Jayid. But you really want to do something for the Ummah. You want to do something via the Imams. Drop me a WhatsApp message. That's it. You're, you're going to be a single point. Fa- I'm sorry you've been called worse before, but you're mm. going to be a single point failure, right? We need some kind of system where so, you can, you know, you can put it out there. Some it's website. It's already on our website. You know, and we can log in and say, I want to click that button, and mm. I'm gonna. You know, and we're going to help, inshallah, set that up. Anyone? www.imamdp.org. But beyond that, for example, mm. you're talking about maybe a more personalized type of setup. Mm. You help us, inshallah, Shana. you know, to do that personalization, the tech, etc. Mm. Anybody watching how to exactly, uh, you know, set that up for mass input? Fantastic. Yeah. So this brother here, seven kids, seven kids for the year via the imam. Imam, Shana. I'm going to give you 70 pounds for the year. These seven kids sort out their school fees. I want their results every quarter. If they do well, I'm going to give an extra 10 pound, 20 pound bonus at the end of yeah. the year, year one. Then if they do well, I'm going to cover for the next year. Condition is they must be going to madrasa, the madrasa of that imam. The imam is the touch point. The imam is the big guy. In the eyes of the parents, the imam is, mashallah, he's sorting out, he's doing, alhamdulillah, You're excellent. raising the profile of the imam, the qadr of the imam. And you're looking after the kid, it's alhamdulillah. Plus you're ensuring the education, etc. Mashallah, some good brothers from charity, right? They're into feeding, strategic feeding at madrasa, at school. Get this feeding scheme at that imam center. Oh, he's I, I was going to ask you actually, so you mentioned, what if, there's, so you actually can help, like give examples, give ideas. The imam might say, you know, that we've got sixty kids on the on the register, but only ten turn up. Turn up. So you had an you example. want consistency. You want consistency yeah. with regards to madrasa attendance. For example, in Malawi, we spoke to charity. Right, you guys do feeding. We don't want to get involved in feeding. Do what you do best: feeding with education. They don't just feed like that, but they feed strategic feeding at madrasas mm. and at schools. So, Alhamdulillah, as we're speaking today, today, right now, in Malawi, in eleven madrasas, the feeding is taking place. The kids are there on time. Imams are complaining. Kid comes in four o'clock, three o'clock, nine o'clock, eleven o'clock for madrasa upside down. He's not there proper, and you know what unfortunately Salman some Imams Allah cure their hearts when they have an external examiner 
who's going to come and rate them from the organization. The kid who was not consistent with madrasa attendance, it's in his interest to make sure, make the life of that kid uh, unbearable, that the kid says, you know what, I don't want this madrasa any longer, and he leaves. So that when the examiner comes, the imam gets high marks. It's mm. all the Surah Fatiha kids, mashallah, they are there. All the kids who have memorized well, it's all the imam's own kids, etc. They are there. But the kids who are uh, living like five schools kilometers, and Ofsted inspections, yes. yeah. the kids who are far away from the masjid and maybe mm. he's hungry, he needs to go into an auntie's house and by the time he walks and he comes, it's late and he missed the first dars, etc. Get that kid out of the madrasa because he's going to mark me down. Mushkila. Mm. What happens to that kid sometime? Might even leave Islam. How oh, do you oh. stop that? Jaid, one way to sort that problem would be there's a feeding scheme at that madrasa. So charity, right, doing the feeding scheme at some of those madrasas. We want them to expand. We want them 423 imams, charity, right? If you're listening, you need to cover every single one. Also, at the end of the day, when we say 423 imams in nine African countries, it is nothing compared to the number of imams in those countries. Those countries, probably there's 50,000 imams. Mm. What's 423 compared to 50,000, Jade? One might argue, but start somewhere. Yeah, I know that. But we... we the Ummah needs, the Ummah needs, uh, it's in ICU, Jahid, you need urgent intervention. This, uh, so this brother I mentioned, you know, somebody mm. listening there, mm. seven kids for the year. Next year, via his family, he can cover 14 kids. This 14, 15 year old boy, via a WhatsApp group, in 10 years mm. from now, you never know, incremental uh, increase. Seven, eight, nine years, he could have 2,000 Muslim kids, 5,000 mm. Muslim kids around the world that's on his book, on his database, that he is funding their schools. Now they've gone to university. How the did it start? The key is you started making him think ummatically. Yes, ummatically. Mm. Excellent. Jay, don't forget the ummah. Our Rasul mm. sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yawm al-qiyamah. People will be running halter-skelter from Nabi to Nabi, from this Nabi to mm. that Nabi. Allah's angry and anger. He was never angry before. Not for me. Ibrahim, Isa alayhi salam, Musa, all of them will turn it down until the people run to the Prophet sallallahu I am for it. He will bow down to Allah. He will praise Allah, a praising he never knew before that. Jayid. And then Allah would say to him, Ya Muhammad, irfa' ra'sak wasal tu'ta washfa' tu shaffa'. Then lift up your head, ask you will be given, intercede and your intercession will be accepted. That same day when people are yawma yafirrul mar'u min akhi running away from their brother wa ummihi wa abi running away from their own father and their and their own mother imagine run father leave me alone nafsi 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 wa ummihi wa abi wa sahibatihi wa bani person running away from his companion from his wife from his spouse from his husband from the husband etc running away from the husband running away from their own children Sheikh uh, Ibrahim Sakran, he's got this book, Raqaiq al-Quran. He talks about a story, some walking down the stairs and almost slipped and he had the baby in the hand. Instinctively turned the body to break the fall that if he falls, he would hit the stair and not the kid. He says, you know, it's only people whose hearts are alive who actually mm. think about this. We, because we in social media, algorithms and all of this, we don't even have time to ponder and reflect. Right? He said, later on, I was thinking about this verse how we will be running away from our own children. Mm. And here, without even thinking, instinctively, I went to save and protect the baby. And Allah is saying, reality, we're going to be running away from our own children, etc. Mm. On that day, everybody focused on themselves. Salvation, salvation for myself. The only one who will not be doing that, not saying nafsi, nafsi, is the Prophet sallallahu ummati, ummati. And so then he will lift up his head. And what would he say? 
He said that the dua, every Nabi got a dua, but I'm saving my dua for my ummah on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Allahumma ummati ummati. Oh Allah, my ummah, my ummah. Allahumma ummati ummati. He said to the Sahaba that I wish that I could see my brothers. Ya Rasulullah, we are your brothers. What do you mean? Which brothers are you talking about? Uh, no, you are my ashab. You are my companions. He's talking about us. Huh? My, 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 my brothers are the ones who will come later on. They've never seen me, never met me, but they believe in me. Jaid, where are we from the Prophet Where are we from the Ummah? 10 years, 15, 20 years ago, you don't worry about the Ummah, khalas. There were other people doing the work. We don't have that luxury today. Jaid, mm-hmm. one of the Mashaykh, Sultan, Sultan al-Umairi in Makkah, he said, he gave the example. He said that, like those ahadith from the seven deadly sins, one of them is, tawalli yawma zahf, that uh, if there was a battle, war, you gave your name, you are in the front line, you are in the trenches there, the foxhole, and then you say, no, jazakallah khair, I'm going home, I got my wife there, you know, you guys, enough, I'm going. That's a major sin. You are here now, you have to continue. Somebody's drowning in the pool, 20 brothers standing there, but you jumped in to save them. You can't say, no, I, I decided to change my mind. I'm coming out, somebody else jump in. You jumped in, you have to continue and save the life, inshallah. You put yourself there now, right? Mm-hmm. And so he said, in today's day and age, people think, maybe you're living in East London, you see charity, you think that there are many doing the Islamic work, but the reality is that there are very, 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 very few mm-hmm. who are doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, anyone doing any type of Islamic work, it's like you are in the trenches. You're not allowed to leave that position. You're not allowed to say, no, I got married now, I'm retiring now. No. Unless you have a suitable replacement, then you can go. But otherwise, you can't leave that trench now. Shahid, Allahumma I wanted to just ask you to round off. I lost track of time. That's always, always a good sign. Yeah. Khair, khair, As you know, you've said you've been listening to all the podcasts. I say that a lot. Khair, <laughs> Whenever we lose track of time. But, um, but Dr. Salman, I would like no. to give you a few stories. No. Jaid, I would like to give you a few stories of the Imams, inshallah. Jaid. Mm. Subhanallah, Brother Sajjad from Charity Right, he mentions to me, you know, you need to be on TikTok and this and that. Wallahi, we've got so much of content. Yeah. So many stories, subhanAllah. Jade, mm. So many stories. And Imam, we did a video on him, Snake Imam. Snake Imam, Jade. Yeah, Snake Imam. Imam Abu Bakr It's like Yaqiti. a bit of a, like a rejected idea for a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Secret <laughs> Spider-Man. The snake is, the, snake, uh, it's about the snakes that attacked him. Jade. This Imam visited him. And uh, saw that he's got like a contraption kind of thing there. We've got the video, we'll share the link. Mm. Uh, he's got these chickens kept somewhere high. Imam, mm. why, why, you got, what's, why are they so high? Yeah, because there's always snakes coming around here, Jair. Like it's in some reserve kind of game, mm. reserve kind of thing. Okay, went to see his house. He's living in a small, tiny house, half the size of where we're sitting right now, right? And it's a wooden structure. Extremely, extremely hot. But when we went closer, I noticed that he's got plastic everywhere inside the structure. Number one, it's made out of wood. It's super boiling hot. It's like a sauna. And then you put plastic inside. I mean, it's like, like Jahannam, Jayit. Oh, what's going on, Iman? He says, no, I, I need to do that because the snakes come in. So I put mm. the plastic, I don't know how it keeps the snakes out. It's like a second level of protection. Subhanallah, Jayit. Two weeks after we visited him, he was bitten by a snake. I'm not talking mm. about small, tiny, <laughs> mashallah. You know, it's small, tiny snake, massive snakes, Jayid. He sends us the pictures, snakes mm. like this size, Jayid. And he was attacked. Alhamdulillah, he survived. And uh, he, he had made a wish, middle of nowhere. What was his wish? It was during COVID we visited him. He wished to go for Hajj. 
He's 20, 20 something years old. Very young Imam, but he wished to go for Hajj, Jayid. He couldn't go that year. Well, alhamdulillah, the following year he went for Hajj and mashallah, his wish came true, mashallah, Jayid. Doesn't end there. His community wish was six of his madrasa students, their school fees were being paid by a Christian organization. And they put a condition that the kids should not go to madrasa. So his mm. wish was, I wish that these six kids, somebody would cover the school fees, $600 it was, so that they wouldn't need that help and then they could come back to madrasa. I think within, within a few hours as we left there, there's a sheikh that, I think he probably did a podcast with you also. I messaged him because he told me, you know, whenever you have a case like extreme cases, let me know. Message him to him, Sheikh, this is the story. He wished for this. I'm sending it to you before anybody else. Within an hour, money was in the account, $600. Those kids don't need that assistance now. They can come back to the masjid. The parents are Muslim. But desperation. Mm. Who's going to pay? They need to go to school. What can we do? What can we do? Khalas. That was snake imam. So those two wishes, they were sorted out. Even the house, a brand new house was built for him. Alhamdulillah. Jay doesn't have the snake problem. There was, uh, I mentioned to you, an imam, his wife is pregnant but doesn't live with him. Might love nowhere. At least you got your wife with you. It's, you know, uh, you know at least the, it, it decreases the level of difficulty. Wife not there, why? Because there's no, there's no toilet on site. Allahumustahan. Mm. An imam in Zambia, he requested from us, mashallah, we got from the NHS a whole container full of wheelchairs. Some mm. brother here used wheelchairs, some charity. We arranged, we paid for the shipping and it was delivered to my house in front of my house, 20 foot container full of mm. wheelchairs and walking sticks, etc. Sometimes that, that's needed. Somebody mm. to facilitate. Oh, you need that? Oh, we can send you 10 containers of wheelchairs. Fantastic, mm. mashallah, right? Then we had to do the big job of packing each wheelchair, asking the imams who needs, who's the recipient, and then sending it to the different countries. An imam in Zambia. Friday, we have hashtag hero imam. So this imam, he received the wheelchair and he had this lady in mind. He needed to give it to her. The taxi dropped him off three kilometers before her house. He sends a picture. He's carrying the wheelchair on his head mm. and he walks three kilometers to deliver it to his house. This imam, he might not be the best in recitation. He might not be the tahajjud guy, etc. But what he did on that day, he is hero imam. I said, Sheikh, why didn't you push it? <laughs> oh yeah, it has wheels. <laughs> it was wrapped up. It was wrapped up. It was wrapped up. He said, "No, I didn't want to dirty it. Oh, I wanted funny. to gift it to this lady, and I wanted it to be gifted to her oh, clean." Subhanallah. He's a hero, Imam, for that. That guy did. Right? And Imam, in uh, I mentioned to you, Subhanallah. Recently, I was in Australia, and as I was leaving the hotel to go to a halaqa program, I got the message that this Imam's. Mm, wife had given birth in the morning and he told us that you know his wife is not well by the evening wife survived but the baby passed away <laughs> this imam ikrataiti the one i said i visited him in the middle of nowhere right this ikrataiti last month his wife gave birth second wife gave birth and he lost the child last year around this time he was hosting the open mosque day he did it at two masjids when he was at the second masjid doing a ghusl demonstration he gets news that his seven-year-old kid collapsed by the time he got home took to hospital his seven-year-old son passed away before that some months his wife was fasting and she collapsed she had some problem hospital she passed away that's three he, new baby 
before that his seven year old son before that his wife and before that the village chief who was his father in law when he had the wish in the month of ramadan he wished for a wheelchair wheelchair to give to his father in law who was the village chief that guy also passed away when that guy passed away he found difficulty in his life because the chief was on his side etc mm. right subhanallah story doesn't end there so he lost his father in law lost his wife lost his 7 year old son lost the new baby this guy is an is an active imam he's an imam plus imam ikra taiti had to seek a transfer from that masjid to another masjid why because the community is talking and they are saying that there's something wrong with him there's some black magic on him everybody around him is passing away mm. if it's not enough that you have to deal with all of the problems then you also have to deal with the madness of people when we did a mm. retreat every country has a big retreat every year all the imams so now 140 in malawi all of them come together fancy resort didada friday wallahi tallahi billahi 98% of the imams when they would be at the retreat at a nice three four star hotel they would say in our lives we've never we've never experienced anything like this you know certain organizations whatever they bring ulama there the big sheikhs will be in some hotel etc the imams will be sleeping in the masjid and stuff like this jayid mm-hmm. but no jayid onadin and so they would say uh, zambian imams uh, who took them on like a safari boat safari they say we're living in zambia we've never seen an elephant we've never seen the tiger we've never seen the hippo mm-hmm. before in our lives people come from all over the world to see but mm-hmm. we've never seen jayid mm-hmm. allah musta'an anyway so uh, this ikrataiti uh, uh, another imam another imam uh, and the retreat each one talking about themselves so the retreats are not so much about durus it's more tarbiya and it's more getting to know one another mm. the imam he says you know people here the imams they know my story what's your story sheikh uh, my story is and sometimes people joke about me when they mention my story they say the imam whose wife committed suicide mm. my story he got married and they couldn't for whatever reason no kid now 2 3 4 years people are talking what's wrong what's going on who is he the problem she's the problem what's going on the societal pressure was so much one day when he came home he found his wife hanging from the ceiling she committed suicide imagine now imam of the masjid wife committed suicide how many questions how many this how many that police came the next day arrested him right they investigating etc they released him and so everybody is talking talk of the town Later on he got married again alhamdulillah he said but the talk didn't stop then now we'll see who's going whether the wife is going to have a kid if he has she has a kid then it was the previous wife's problem didada etc eventually alhamdulillah wife or pregnant got a kid but he said would you believe that some people were still saying that maybe it's somebody else's child <laughs> huh maybe it's somebody else's child maybe it's not his kid maybe yeah. it's somebody else's child Allah you sign up Jaid. to all kinds of madness Allah when you be an imam anyway. Allah understand, Jaid. We mentioned the imam uh, who... Luqman said to his son, Ya Abunaya, aqimu salata, wa'mur bima'ruf, wanha'anil mukar. Wasbir. Wasbir ala ma'asabak. You know, you're going you're gonna to need some sabr because any time you, 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 you do something, you know, enjoying good forbid evil, you're out there in the community, yeah. you're going to need some as, sabr. There's going to be people. Said, if you don't want anybody to talk about you negatively, then go and sell ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure even that even though so the, yeah. this guy gave me diabetes <laughs> yeah Allah understand right? subhanallah when we were in Fiji I met an imam graduate of Medina subhanallah right? you never know 
via what means a person could come to Islam. This guy, his mother was working for this Indian Muslim woman, and this lady saw the old auntie making wudu. Why? What you doing? You know, before I stand to pray, you know, I do this, etc. So when the mother went home, she mentions to the family, you know, I saw something strange. You know, this auntie every time she washes did it, but she stands on the musalla and she prays and did that. The spark was lit in the mind of this imam of this guy, right? Subhanallah. One or two years later, he investigates did that, and he became a Muslim. More than that, mm. he went to Medina University. He mm. graduated. He is now the Imam of Masjid Al Haq in Fiji. Jaid Imam Qasim. And how did he come to Islam? Via wudu, because of wudu. Lady was making wudu, mm. and that's that was the spark. Jaid met an Imam in Fiji, similar to the Imam who walks twelve hours. This guy doesn't walk, but he travels six hours every Friday to go to a masjid on the other side of the island, a new community, do the Jumu'ah there, and then he travels back. I know your London traffic is crazy, but imagine six hours, Subhanallah, mm. and then six hours, six hours back, Jaid. Fiji, you're all the way out there as well. Mashallah. Yeah, so we went to Fiji, <laughs> Papua New Guinea, Vanuatu, Solomon wow. Island, Ahmed to Sheikh, You know what? I mean, all these tropical destinations. I, I don't mind if you want to. <laughs> it know, sounds nice. If you need some help, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to. It's nice take from a hit it's nice from far, but it's far from nice. <laughs> Jaid, it sounds nice, exotic, <laughs> okay. da da. The reality is very yeah. far from that. Jaid, the reality is very far from that. Uh, this hey, in my uh, local, you know, masjid. When they're already saying, you know, we've got Jamaat going, who's going to come with us? I'm mm. always like. Let me One day, so Bahamas, when, 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 it, when, when you're going to Maldives, then uh, oh, <laughs> I might, yeah, might put my name down for days. No. Oh, yeah, but, uh, uh, was this uh, uh, an Imam this year? Alhamdulillah, in terms of Qurbani, we only do Qurbani because via Qurbani we enhance the position of the Imam, Ashana, makes him big. Ashana, right? yeah. We started two years ago, uh, three years ago, and uh, a very good brother in Malawi, Sheikh Saad. I said, you know, imams are asking for qurbani. But the whole mm. ummah is doing qurbani in Malawi because it's so cheap. Organizations. Mm. And we hope, we hope, inshallah, that those who are doing whatever you're doing, what's the maqsad behind it? Mm. What's the maqsad? Mm. An organization, we have an orphan fund. But 80% of the orphans are non-Muslims. No problem, khair and baraka. But what about the Muslim orphans? There's no shortage of Muslim orphans, etc. Mm. Sometimes the soliciting of funds from the Muslims, but where's it spent? Jaid, uh, certain organizations, no, if you know, we can't deal with you if you're doing anything Islamic. Yeah. We're raising money from the Muslims, <laughs> we're collecting zakat, lilla, sadaqah, etc. But anything Islamic we can't get involved in. We are here for poverty alleviation. We're mm. not here for la ilaha illallah, etc. Jaid, if for example, it is uh, a certain agenda that you have, something that you portray, but you have a maqsad and a philosophy behind it, alhamdulillah, we know that you need to be safe and careful with it. No problem, inshallah. As some said, you know, we're trying to do Allah's work in shaitan's system. I understand mm. that, inshallah. But every worker should be on the same page inshallah yeah. right? and uh, so Qurbani the Sheikh Saad he said how many Imams in Malawi at that time we had 45 he said each Imam he will do 10 goats I said where are we going to buy it from who's the supplier you are thinking in the box give the Imams the money two months before Eid they will buy the goats from the local herdsmen in the village at least you are helping the local economy also mm. excellent mm. okay mm. and so we tried it out he gave me an insurance policy he said if you only sell one animal and you are short I said first time we're doing 450 animals a big amount of money etc if you short and you don't sell 449 I will buy it don't worry I'll move my numbers around he does Qurbani for others I'll move it Alhamdulillah, barakah of Allah, that we did 570 something animals. 
Then the next year, we aimed for 800, we did 2,000 something animals. Our banner, our signage, nowhere to be seen. Because that's not our mandate. Our mandate is the Imam is big. Our mandate in the village, he is the one who organized the animals. He bought the animals. He's the big guy. The trustees look up to him. People look mm. up to him. He's the one handing out the meat parcels, etc., etc. Jayid is almost unheard of. Jayid, almost unheard of. Uh, many letters we receive from the trustees. 20 years we have this masjid. We've never ever done qurbani. Mm. Interviewed an imam. He said, the only person employed here in this entire village is me. Right? He said, he said, he was smiling, okay. He said, my salary has to suffice the entire village. Jade, mm. my salary, $100 has to suffice the entire village. 20 years, the masjid is here. Eat day, qurbani, people come to the masjid, make eat salah, and then they go home. There's not even an animal that's slaughtered, Jade. Mm. So this year, alhamdulillah, with charity, right, and with other partners and all of this year, we did 4,500 animals, Jade, mashallah, via mm. the hands of the imams. So that imam there, you know, he says that, uh, uh, you know, on the day of Eid, people will come to the masjid the day before. They will sleep in the masjid. Sheikh, why? Why? Because they live so far from the masjid, it will be too mm. difficult for them to come so early. So they come the day before, alhamdulillah, Jade. So that's a lot of qurbanis, mashallah. Is there, if there's any vegans watching, do you have anything to reassure them? Do you have any like uh, watermelon? We, 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 we are still in like Africa. That? We are still in yeah. Africa. Majority, I think maybe, you know, like uh, if uh, majority of the Africans do not identify as vegan, <laughs> vegans, right? Maybe due to circumstances, due to circumstances some might not eat meat for a year or two mm. years jayid because of circumstances but they definitely do not identify Until, like, christians as vegans. vegans start doing missionary work and saying you know we'll we'll pay for your uh. your kids school but you can't eat any meat or anything like that mm. like the unfortunately some christian organizations you said have been doing well, subhanallah so I can talk for the next five hours. Yeah, Sheikh. let's yeah, yeah. C- cancel uh, cancel the lunch. <laughs> Actually, no, we can't cancel lunch. But Sheikh, we want to get you back um, khair, khair, and get more inshallah. and more stuff from you, inshallah. I, w- I want you to tell me of one example that really blew your mind. One example that really blew our mind, Jayid. Uh, no, it's probably you got hundreds of stories, you know, in your head that try and something that really inspired you, blew your mind. Jayid, subhanallah, subhanallah. There's an imam in South Africa. An imam in South Africa. We were taking 20 imams for Umrah and we asked him to send his passport. And he said, I don't have a passport. Sheikh, I mean, you're a local South African. You're not a foreigner in the country. You're a local South African, 40 something years of age. You don't have a passport? I never thought I'd leave the country. Mm. Why do I need a passport? He would send us pictures in the month of Ramadan, bullet holes on the masjid wall. He lives in a very gang-infested area outside Cape Town, right? And so, khalas, qadr Allah, he, he didn't do that umrah with us. Later on in the year, we were choosing the best imam for the year for hajj. And so he was chosen. By that time, he had his passport, walhamdulillah. And so he went, first time in his life, he went for hajj, mashallah, tabarakallah. Story doesn't end there. He came back. Few months later, we were taking 20 imams for for Umrah. For example, somebody watching there says, "You know what? Uh, there's a million avenues via which we can collaborate. A charity. Somebody says, mm. I'm not interested in any of this. We do boreholes. Do the borehole. We got a standing order list mm. where imams require boreholes in their villages or villages close to them, their center, etc. And it's better because the imam oversees it. The imam makes sure it doesn't break down. If there's an issue, maintenance, at least it can be sorted out via the imam, contacts us, etc. Uh, no, no, we, I'm, I'm only interested in orphans. Fantastic. The orphans that the imam has in his community, you can f- 
focus on that. No, we only do education. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. The imam's education, the children's education. No, we only into building masjids. Fantastic. Masjid building and the renovation of masjids. You can do that. We into uqaf. We set up uqafs. We, we have this waqf kit. Every masjid should have like a 20 meter mat. They should have a uh, you know big pot, mm. big spoon, uh, big good hardy type of uh, plates and sauces, etc. Right? You know, waqf, those waqf type yeah. of items. The sky is the limit mm. what can be done. Anyway, so this guy, he was chosen for the hajj. He went for hajj, came back, walhamdulillah, mashallah. A few months later, we're taking a group of umrah to umrah. Uh, and so if somebody says, I'm only interested in Hajj and Umrah. Fantastic. Nine countries, ten countries, inshallah. You sponsor one imam every year for Hajj. That's all. So mm. at least we have the opportunity to run competitions with imams. Mm. And the prize is the Hajj prize. Big prize, mashallah. Out of interest, how much does it cost to sponsor someone from Africa, these countries? Uh, hajj is gone expensive, Jahid. Mm. Uh, 150,000 rands. 150,000 rands. Yeah, 10 to 1. Jai, no, it's 2020. Your, your, your currency has gone too strong for us now, unfortunately. Wow. Unfortunately okay. for us, Jayid. So it's almost 22 to 23 rands for so one pound. So you said 150,000 rands? 150,000 rands. So you're looking rands. at uh, 7,500 I guess, pounds. I guess, Jayid. So this guy, he said, I want to come for Umrah. We said, yeah, Sheikh, don't be greedy. You've just gone for a hajj. The hair hasn't even grown on your head. <laughs> and now you want to do the Umrah? Let's give other people a chance. So he said, okay. One or two weeks, look at how Allah plans. One or two weeks before that Umrah, one of the Imams pulled out, couldn't make it. And then we said, now last minute, who wants to join? He said, I want to join. He jumped mm. in. In that year, he made a Hajj and he made a separate Umrah, walhamdulillah. In 40 mm. something years of his life, never been for Hajj Umrah, mm. and now he did. Story mm. doesn't end there. We visited his masjid, and a year or two years later, he got the old people in his masjid community who haven't been for Umrah. He set up an Umrah trip for them. He took about 20 or something of these people on an Umrah trip. Mm. We interviewed the sister. Raza Malik was there. We interviewed the sister. And she says, you know, Molana said to me, they make the intention and we go for Umrah. I said, Molana, I got no money. How can I go? I got nothing, etc. <laughs> he says, you don't worry. You make the intention. I had absolutely nothing. I went for Hajj and I went for Umrah. You'll go. <laughs> Jaid, you will go. And yeah, subhanAllah, 20 or more of these women, these old people, old people in the community, 60, 70 years of age, Mashallah. never been for Hajj or Umrah. And they went, MashaAllah. Jaid, another imam, uh, also from Cape Town, he was in the haram in that same trip and he made a dua in the haram that, Ya Allah, how you brought me here, I want to bring my 11 madrasa students for Umrah. This is an Imam Plus. This is a super Imam. I want to bring my madrasa students for Umrah in December. Okay, he went back to South Africa, went back to Cape Town. Every Jumu'ah, they would sell sandwiches and hot dogs outside the masjid, Mm. trying to raise up the money. It's not him going to the parents. You know what? Parents pay for the Umrah and I'll take your kids. He's raising the money. He's raising the money, right? And he did a dinner, he did this, he did that. Come around November, December, he sends a message to all the imams. Yeah, imams, I don't know what to do. I've exhausted the options. My brain, I can't think of any other idea. I'm short by about 50, 60,000 rands, 5,000 pounds or something, right? Or 3,000 pounds. You guys give me ideas. The imams themselves, from their own stipend, from their own stipend, they donated 50%, 20%, 30%, money was raised. We sent out a few messages, money was raised. Now imagine. If I had a Mawlana that took me when I was 11, 14 years old for Umrah, the Imam covered the cost, the Mawlana covered the cost, and he took me for Umrah, he's mm-hmm. not a Mawlana now. 
He's like my second father. Mm-hmm. He's my second father. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Covered up the cost. And he took those 11 students for Umrah. He covered the cost. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, in the eyes of those kids, he's like a second father. Mm-hmm. We call him Karate Imam. Did a small documentary. <laughs> it's on our it's on our YouTube channel. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So, Dr. Salman, we can speak until we go blue in our face and until you die of hunger. Say <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you were talking about lunch, etc. Uh, so we can continue, but I think this suffices. Yeah. Anyone wants to contact, we've already mentioned the number. The website is www.imamdp.org, fully registered, charity, everything, 100%, all your status and inshallah. all of these things there. Alhamdulillah. Want to come and try, and try and come and visit, inshallah, someone see you, some of the imams. And uh, is that something that you encourage people to do as well? Of course, of course. And we met with the yeah. brothers, uh, MRDF, yeah. we said to them that uh, maybe do like a volunteerism trip to mm. Africa, visit South Africa, Lesotho, Malawi, Zimbabwe, Zambia, mm. a few countries, mm. inshallah. Uh, then these uh, students or whoever comes, they become ambassadors also, mm. right? Mm. You people have the power, the mm. power to do a lot in this yeah. country here, alhamdulillah. Zakhlah khair, Sheikh. Thank you so much for coming. Barakallah, Sheikh, Dr. And Zakhlah uh, khair on you at home for watching. If you like this podcast, give it a like and a share. Remember to subscribe. Check out uh, www.imamdp.org. Said it correctly. www.imamdp.org. Yes. Excellent. And uh, yeah, find out more about uh, the Imam Development Program. See how you can um, help out. See if you're if you're a tech guy. If you're if you know if you know how to do you know business management or whatever or or, or, or strategy and or marketing or whatever it is. I'm sure there's something. That I will end off on the story, When we wanted to start in Malawi, when we wanted to start in Malawi, there was a charity based here. They have a lot of madrasas, didada, etc. In Malawi, we did a proposal, didada, etc. for them, but nothing came out of it. Visited Malawi a few times, saw that the impact would cost a little bit of money, but great impact in Malawi, Jayid. And so eventually, we took the decision, Bismillah, we're going to start. We can't wait for any partner, we're going to start. Did a recording at Senga Bay, we did a launch good campaign, our worst launch good campaign ever. Mm. We wanted 20,000 US dollars to start to cover 20 imams for a year, not a month, for a full year, the full package, etc. The package that we offer working imams is plus mm. minus 3,000, 4,000 dollars a year. And we raised... We raised sixty dollars. Sixty out of are you laughing? Sixty dollars out of twenty thousand. First time we had an emergency meeting, what to do and how to do and did did some restructuring. And then a brother he mentioned to me, brother from India, he sent me a message, you know what, there's somebody here in Hyderabad, he wants to donate something, right? Donate some money. So I said, okay, that's $100, $200 and stuff like that. I said, this is no cash, make arrangements to pick up. So I said, okay, we'll make a plan, inshallah. Uh, after we did our whole restructuring emergency meeting, I received the call from this brother in India. This is the power of just forwarding a message. Mm. Just forwarding a message. This brother never heard of us, doesn't know us from a bar of soap, doesn't know the program or <laughs> anything like that, Jayid. So he called me and he says, brother, I heard about this thing here. Somebody sent me a WhatsApp message, Jayid. Tell me about the program. So I explained it to him. And he says, uh, Bismillah, start. Sheikh, what do you mean, Bismillah, start? He says, no, inshallah, you know, th- that one year, whatever cost, you know, it's covered, inshallah. I said, Sheikh, what, what are you saying? I used, I never got a call like that in my life before that, right? Are you saying that you are going to cover 20,000 US dollars? You're going to cover 20 imams for the entire year? He said, yes. Bismillah, the money is ready. You know, Bismillah, start. Not only that. That brother, subhanallah, then even visited us. 
He visited us in Malawi, saw the Imam, visited, etc., etc. And almost every country, in fact, not almost every country that we started after that, contacted this brother and said, Brother, you know, we want to start. You'll be the seed investor. Allah reward him in this world and in the hereafter. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned. And we know how many problems they got in that country, how many issues and this and that. But that is somebody who is, you know, ummah centric. He's got the ummah on his mind, alhamdulillah. And you never know. Maybe there's a podcast, maybe there's a program, maybe there's a lecture. Mm. It does, that, that, that guy doesn't resonate with me. This charity, no. But with somebody else, it might. For somebody else, it's the best thing I've ever heard in my life and I changed my life after that, subhanAllah. Chayid. Mm. And so, it was a forwarded message. You can mm. help with your time. You can help with your money. You can help with your effort. You can help with uh, a good word. Skills. You can put it on your status. You can. Mm. There's a million ways that you can help, subhanAllah. Mm. Chayid. Do something for the ummah. Allahu Akbar. On that, that bombshell, Zakma Khair Sheikh and Zakma Khairun uh, for you watching. That's all for now. Uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hayyakallah.